0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 77, May 31st,
1: 2007. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. This is Jeff Bear. I'm Greg Weiss. And Aaron Martino. Aaron's here tonight with us because we're going to be uh, celebrating a bit.
0: That's right. This is our second anniversary show. Our third year
1: begins. June 3rd, 2005. The very first Craft Beer Radio hit the internet. How cool. So we're going to uh, have some fun tonight. We're going to drink a bunch of beers that listeners have sent in. Uh, some big beers. So we got Aaron here to help us absorb some alcohol again. So thank you much, Aaron. I'm glad I play an important role. But before we get on to the strong beers, we're going to review a beer here that uh, Flying Dog sent us. They sent us their brand new Woody Creek White Belgian-style wit beer.
0: Already it's starting off good because I like Flying Dog and I like wit beers. But I still you know don't want to prejudge it or anything. But what do we got here from Flying Dog? Like we said, they're from Denver, Colorado. They call it light and refreshing. Perfect for
1: drinking on those hot summer days. It was a contest for the name, I believe. I should say in there what Woody Creek refers to. Woody Creek was a perfect name because it reinforces Flying Dog's
0: remarkable story and the collection of social mitfits that created the brand. <laughs> That's marketing speak if I ever heard it. <laughs> Woody Creek, Colorado, is a small yet unconventional mountain community that many people consider to be Gonzo Ground Zero. It is also home to our founder, George Stranahan. Well, there you go. So, uh, it's brewed with the uh, orange peel and coriander. So, yep.
1: let's go for it. Yep, Belgian style whipped beer, like I was just going to say. Typically brewed with the orange peel and coriander. Get a lot of lemony smell out of the aroma.
0: Yeah, a little bit of, of spice there. Um, some citrus. Dry, refreshing, a little bit tart. Yeah, definitely. There's a tartness there. Wow, the fruit flavor is pretty. Pretty hardcore on here. I mean, this is mm-hmm. not a subtle wit beer. This is a wit beer that, that that's really
1: you know hitting you with a lot of fruit flavor. Something you'd expect Flying Dog to do. Yeah, but it, it, I think it maintains. It's still a rather dry. It's refreshing beer as well. It's not like tons of fruit, sweet syrupy. It's
0: right. It, yeah, that's true. But um, compared to something like a Who Garden, which I think is a little more subtle in its approach. Right. Uh, this one is is a lot more in your face with with the with the extra fruitiness and the flavor, which. You know, it's interesting. They use orange peel, but it definitely tastes more lemony. Although mm-hmm. I guess there's some orange bits to the flavor.
1: Yeah, there's you know very similar. And when you're brewing with orange peel, you don't really taste orange per se. You just get that the zest flavor. You know, and it's it's not that much different from the same thing you would get out of a lemon, really.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, most of the essential oils from a fruit are actually in the peel. Sure. So. You're going to get a lot of of that flavor from the peel as opposed to from the inside of the fruit itself.
1: Okay.
2: Does that go in during
1: fermentation or is that after? It goes in in the – I've never brewed a whip beer.
2: I think it goes in in the boil. Oh, Really? But I am not. What's the not volume? Is it like sure. a cup for five? I mean, is it very small amount to impart this much flavor? For
1: this much flavor, I'd imagine it's a good amount. Yeah, but he's talking like a homebrew five gallons. Yeah, I, how much? And I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure what to tell you. I mean, I would say at least a, a couple oranges, probably.
1: Well, no, I, I I hate to guess because I just don't know. But we can look it up, and uh, maybe in the intermission, I'm we'll not look up. I'm a
2: big fan of of whip but this is very good.
1: Now this isn't too far off from a, a Whitbeer style. I mean, I'd say so. I mean, some other whippers that we like a lot are Ho Garden is one, Cellus uh, White, Allagash, yeah, Holy Moses from Great Lakes.
0: Yeah, although I've had ones that aren't quite up to far. Really?
1: Okay.
2: So, this doesn't have the aftertaste I'm used to.
1: You're not used to Blue Moon, are you?
2: Well, th- yeah, I think that's maybe where I'm coming from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you have to have fruit in it, to, just right. To, to, to I mean, start
1: start with Ho Garden. Ho Garden. I mean, that's. Like the quintessential one, and it's it's rather good. It's not like it's a watered down macro brand. Yeah, or anything
0: I mean, like we we kind of poo pooed it because it's available everywhere, and then right. we tried it on the show compared to a bunch of other wheat beers, and it came out on top pretty easily. I think I remember it mm-hmm. was it, we were, we were, it was remarkable how how well crafted Hook Garden really is.
1: Victory has a good wheat beer, the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. Try, the if the you like this a, one,
0: a very I, I consider it a very enjoyable style, and it, mm-hmm. it's hard to get terribly wrong. I think even. Even a blue moon, it's drinkable.
1: It, it is drinkable. It's just not in the top tier yeah. by far.
0: So there you go. That's uh Woody Creek White from. Well, this was given to you from the the brewer's, brewer's, system, brewer's so, so,
1: Thank you, Flying Dog. Did you see the uh, couple emails that listeners sent us about the open source beer project? That yeah, Flying in fact,
0: I have from? the uh, I have the the press release. If you take a look at your newsy news packet. Oh, Okay. Uh, The open source beer Which is, I think we've talked about this before
1: This is different from the old open source The old one was some Dutch kids That made some really weird beer with guava Or something like that This is uh, Flying Dog Who claims to have invented The first open source beer collaboration I guess they don't do much research But it's going to be a Doppelbock And it's just started They have some posts on a blog type uh, thing On their opensourcebeerproject.com I think and they ask what kind of yeast, what kind of malt. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, one of the representatives from the brewery about this and see what their motivations are and what they're thinking about doing with this.
0: Okay, because to me this is not necessarily, I mean, from reading on this, I think open source is a, you know, is a catchy name for it. Mm-hmm. But this is less open source beer as much as it is wiki beer. Right, because open-source beer would be a beer where you, you do it yourself, but you give everybody the ingredients and you say you have the right to d- make this beer, change it, whatever. That's open-source. Yeah. Whereas wiki beer is like, come in, collaborate, mm-hmm. change things, we'll play around with it as a community, and then we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. I, we've talked about this before, and some of our older listeners will remember it well, that we've felt that open-sourcing a beer recipe was just a complete gimmick. I mean, you go online, you can find hundreds of beer recipes that are unlicensed or licensed to share things like that. Having one beer that's oh, an open source beer, yeah, it's, it's just no big deal. But yeah, this thing looks like it's all about the collaboration, suggesting the yeast, the malts, things like that. And wiki beer is a good way to put it, actually.
0: So, yeah, come to me for the copyright on that name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Copyright. Crafty Radio. 2007. Okay, so the next beer that we are doing is uh, Roots Organic Brewing. Woody Organic IPA. This is a beer that Gary Frank sent us. Super fan. Gold Platinum Club member, Gary. Thank you, Gary. This is from Roots Organic
0: Brewing in Oregon. This is 6.2 alcohol by volume. This is at a twenty-two ounce bomber. I am really glad they have all these numbers written on the bottle itself because yes. that makes it really easy.
2: <laughs> now, is, or, is organic going to change the uh, the flavor at all?
0: You know, it, it's weird. We've found that some organic beers tend to have kind of less flavor to them, and some
1: don't. It, it's we weren't big fans of organic beers. There's a brewery in Vermont, um, Otter Creek, I think. They make Willivers, right? It's Otter Creek, is it or Otter the, Creek,
0: or not w- Otter Creek? Was it Widmer?
1: No, it's, no, it's, it's Aud- Wolliver's. Well, Wolliver's, but I think Otter Creek's the brewery. Okay. Anyway, we've had their beers. I had their IPA on tap. I thought it was decent. Then Greg had their IPA, and he didn't, couldn't find enough bad things to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had some of their other beers, and other organic beers. and They just generally come across as bland and boring. And then we tried Eel River Brewing Company that Gary sent us as well out of um, Fortuna, California. And the stuff was amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, some some of the best beers we've had were from your liver, and they were all organic. So it's not that organic ingredients are bad, it's just that how you use them, I think, makes a difference. And so this one smells kind of nuggetish, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it has an interesting hop flavor. I'm not so sure if I could pick out nugget from the aroma, but it's...
0: um maybe? It's got one of those It's, one of, it's definitely pour.
1: It's definitely one of those new high-alpha, low-cohumulone... Type hops right there, something that you know is like the new hotness. In, yeah, in and it,
0: it's kind of—I mean, we we tried to describe this before, and describing a sense like this is really a difficult thing. But th- there, there's kind of uh, a, an earthy sharpness to it that I yeah, would define. That's a good way to put as, it. As as the with the, with these hops, they're, they're kind of they really smell strong, and they have, like I said, kind of an earthy a down a, a down flavor a down aroma that also. Sh- Peaks right with a sort of sharpness.
1: Take a sip of this thing; it definitely carries the the flavor over the hoppy flavor. It and it does have when you taste it; you can definitely tell it's one of these new hops. Yeah. You get just a wash of hop flavor, and then it goes down, and it has this overpowering mouth coating bitterness. Yeah, right there not necessarily overpowering, but very powerful, powerful mouth coating it, bitterness. It's
0: definitely one of these beers that. Uh, it, it's going to remind you that you tasted it for a while. I'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. of, but right. I, I've grown to to be more accepting of.
1: This might be Amarillo. This has an after flavor very much like the Laconer IPA, where when I first had it, first time I had the Amarillo. My was like I took a sip of it and it was just so harsh. I'm like this beer tastes like cat pee. <laughs> Very good cat pee, but cat pee nonetheless. Carbonated cat I like pee. It.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I like cat pee. I like I like cat urine. <laughs> but this one is reminiscent of that, especially the. I'm still tasting bitterness from that first sip.
2: Well, I'm glad to be coming to the, around to the IPAs because that's been my my only thing I want to drink anymore. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm not going to be very critical on, of the IPA. This
1: you can just feel the, the the hop flavor absorbing into your cheeks. Yeah, it's it's outside my teeth and my cheeks. It just feels like it's coating and s- soaking it, into my skin. I mean, that,
0: that really is kind of um, the, the feeling you get from the, for these big deep hoppy beers is it kind of permeates the skin around your mouth. And uh, this definitely has that. Like you said, like you feel it in your cheeks, I you feel it in the roof of my mouth, like I feel really just mm. kind of like getting in there. It's yeah. grabbing on and just kind of pulling itself in. We haven't
1: talked about the malt flavor yet because the hops is just so strong in this, but it has a nice malt flavor to back it up. It's not pure hops like some of these beers could be. Some of these West Coast super hoppy high alpha beers can be.
0: Yeah, there is there is a good amount of malt there just to kind of keep it honest.
1: I think. Yeah. I mean, it's almost enough malt to borderline an American pale ale type style. Something like uh, an Alpha King or something like that. It's in that type of malty reference point, I'd say. Let me know if this makes sense to you, but I was going to say, almost like the type of malt you expect from Rogue. Rogue, to me, has a signature malt to it. See, this
0: this beer reminds me more of Stone beers than it does of Rogue beers.
1: Okay.
0: I would say a Stone fan is going to love this. I mean, this has that thing that lays on your tongue. It has a lot of hop flavor. Like we said, it does have that kind of newer hop, so it is much more of a...
1: Yeah, it's not quite as of a abrasive or, as, or, the as, as a Ruination or an Arrogant Bastard yeah. would be. I would call those a little more abrasive. Where this one's this one, not pulling any punches, though, that's no. for sure. I mean, it,
0: maybe... <laughs> I bet that if you gave me a, a 12-pack of Arrogant Bastard, I, I'd like it, ultimately. <laughs> and maybe... I mean, it, it is starting to kind of to kind of come to me how this laying on your tongue thing can can be can be pleasing. I still don't like it as much as other beers where everything you know is is there and then it's gone and it lets you lets you enjoy that for that time being. But this when it lays on your tongue that's the thing about a beer laying on your tongue, and I think the reason why I don't necessarily like it is because when you're not drinking that beer, it just lays around. It just feels bitter and kind of bad. But then when you drink more of the beer, is really inviting, and it yeah. really tastes great. So there's that, that, that off-putting. It's a give-and-take,
2: right? And take, right? Yeah. Well, you should be munching on some food, too. Yeah, that kind of that That
0: would definitely help. I mean, this would go well with, I don't know, like something really thick, like macaroni and cheese
2: or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, See, I liked it. I, I I wanted that flavor to stay around. I mean, it's uh a, 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 I'm thinking like like a
0: sloppy Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, this would go great with something a lot of sauce, and a lot of other stuff because th- this flavor would stand up to that
1: and tear through it. Yeah, let's get some news. What do you say? High octane beer may be coming to stores in New Hampshire. This is
0: this is interesting uh, because we've talked about other places popping the cap before, but
1: I didn't realize that New Hampshire had a cap.
0: But one of the interesting things here is this part that I highlighted uh, that they. There was talk about them, and and a lot of people like this, particular this um, substance abuse advocate was trying to stop this from happening because they think that kids – they don't want kids to have access to to things that have high alcohol because that's bad. But they came to a compromise, which is a very interesting compromise, that would allow beer to have high alcohol but not malted flavored beverages, flavored malt beverages. Right. That's perfect, right? Because, I mean – the flavored malt beverages are the ones that people are are that, that Abuse, are really being yeah. abused the ones that are being you know, thrown at kids i haven't met one that i really liked and i don't think that you could really say that that's particular that's that's a an art form or that that's really uh a well made and well crafted i think
1: you know there's there's a law that we read of not too long ago which kind of makes sense too is high alcohol beers have to cost high alcohol drinks need to cost so much so you can't flood the market with Really strong, really cheap swill, right? You know, but then good craft beer costs that much to make anyway, so it's not like they have to ele- escalate the prices to, to conform to that law. I mean, from a
0: libertarian perspective, I don't like that. any of them. You know, stopping yeah. anything from really well, productive. I was surprised to see but, this
1: law coming out of New Hampshire. I was I'd surprised that they have a twelve percent alcohol law currently on the books.
0: But they do. But, I mean, I think that if if you're going to make a compromise, a great way to make the compromise is to to make the difference between beer and between these manufactured uh, flavored malt beverages very clear. And once you do that, then I think you have a leg to stand on. you have a real way to, to, to jump in there on the issue. Right. So you sent me this
1: story today this inter- this
0: yeah this this one is i mean it, it's sad cuz we don't know whether whether it's necessarily true but, but there's some great jokes I mean, that can we don't know come out whether it. whether, it's, whether it's true or not i mean it's not it was reported but we don't know what, what happened to the guy but um, this is a question about well we'd had this stuff about healthy beer being healthy for you and all that stuff we had that com- we had that going for a couple of episodes and right. then, here's a, here's where beer is not healthy for you
1: driver suffocates after falling into grain filled truck <laughs> a uh, delivery driver was delivering some grain to New Belgium Brewing Company and was buried by the grain Wednesday morning as he fell into a pile of malted barley being delivered to the comp- brewing company.
0: He so. was eventually pulled out uh, but was not breathing, so they put CPR on him and his ignition was unknown went by Wednesday night. We hope he's okay. We hope he recovers.
1: But, man, beer can kill. Yeah. Did I make a joke about they should take that grain to Rogue and brew some dead guy ale with it? Oh... Oh <laughs> No, that's wrong. That's beyond the pale. Oh, uh, okay.
0: But speaking of New
1: Belgium, they also had a little bit of a,
0: of a complaint from one of their uh, – a criticism from a former employee who said the New Belgium Brewing Company advertises that they are all wind-powered, but that's not true. They were buying carbon offsets and using that to claim that they were Ooh. all wind-powered. And, you know, that's not, not true at all. That's just that, – that, that's what rich people do to get out of
1: mm-hmm. – so they've they fixed it, though, right? They um,
0: they, they apparently have, have fixed all their material, so they no longer say they're 100% renewable energy. A
1: couple other news items I found here. So I think since we last met, uh, Latrobe Brewery, where they used to make Rolling Rock, is brewing Sam Adams now. I think we talked about that, but I'm not did, sure.
2: Okay. Did that buy out of, uh, well, what was the company from uh, Wisconsin to yeah, buy City Capital Beer. Yeah, City Beer, Beer bought it.
1: Okay. And then they're contracting production space to Sam Adams to make some beers there.
0: God help me, I like this stuff, this Woody Organic
2: IVA. Good job. I like it. I do, too. Is it going to like every other organic product? It's double the price?
0: No, no, no. I want to know about the price of this. I mean, this is all Gary giving it to us, Mm -hmm. so we got to, you know, again, say props to Gary. You rock. But this is not like organic products where it's like... Well, okay, I can't necessarily say that. it's not like other organic beers you may try where they're bad. But, I mean, there are other. I mean, like if you go to Whole Foods, the organic stuff is a lot better yeah. quality and better taste. So, yeah.
1: Well, you know the organic brewers out on the West Coast. You know they just they do it right. They yeah. don't cut corners and make it. Bud is going to close down. How was like what four months ago we announced that they were going to do Bud Oh, Bud no.
0: They're going to have like Dane Cook doing a show or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds awesome, Dade Cook.
1: The uh, Democrats have control of the uh, Congress in the state of Oregon, and they're going to raise beer taxes for the first time in thirty years. Or they are talking about? They're trying to raise taxes on beer for some in thirty years.
0: I was surprised that this is the first time Democrats have control of
1: the <laughs> of the Oregon. Uh, yeah, do, Congress? You, do you think it'd be the opposite? Yeah, I mean. If it's only a couple cents, then that shouldn't be a problem. Did you hear about the uh, the bar owner that was uh, fined because he was serving uh, Coors Light with a tap handle that had Miller on it? <laughs> got fined. I mean, we've talked about this before, but ha ha! I'm surprised people noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but someone came in and audited him, and you know, got up for false advertising, got fined. This is the bullet. Two dollars. Gosh, <laughs> how much did they find him?
0: 172.
1: Make that up in, in two hours, and then there was the Australian International Beer Awards. A bunch of American brewers placed and won awards in it.
0: And in the Australian International, well, I guess it is international. Hand it is. There,
1: So there yeah. It absolutely is the Grand Champion Trophy for the highest scoring beer. West High Stefan Crystal West West High Stefan. Easy Brewing for you Yes, yeah, so I can't. Is I, that
0: is that like a, a crystal of ice, or is that it's a, like, it's a crystal quad?
1: of ice? Yeah. Stella Artois won a premier trophy, best Victorian beer. We gotta give that a shot if we can get it a brown bottle. Yeah, I think it does come in brown bottles. Speaking of brown bottles, we got an email. Yes. Is it on the emails? It is in emails, it is in our mail section.
0: The very first one, Matt sent a message. Are you guys still finding Sam Smith beers in clear bottles up in PA? Down in Maryland, I found several of their beers in brown bottles. I double checked since the beer in the bottle was dark, stouts and brown ales, but the bottles themselves are brown. I don't know if they've switched over or certain distributors get brown, others get clear.
1: We I need the check. I sent yeah. them back an email. We need the check because historically, they'd put their IPA in a brown bottle as well they should, but the other beers they put in clear ones. If they're all packaged in brown, I think that means that people are voting with their uh, f- taste instead of the aesthetics of uh, yeah. how sexy a clear bottle is. So good for Samuel Smith. Still would like to see some ruby red
0: uh, bottles on the market that would protect, protect completely from skulking.
1: Best large international brewery is Deschutes Brewery out of Oregon. The Deschutes qualifies as a large international brewery? Apparently it does. There's a... Link on the Brewers Association page it has all the American winners for the Australian International Beer Awards. And some of these will be the uh, the beer works in Singapore where I had those beers that were just won awards on this thing. So that's cool. cool. Yep what's next what's next let's do some uh, speedway stout speedway stout now this is a beer i had in japan and this was or do you want to do dark lord before we get to...
0: let's do dark lord before yeah. we do, speedway stout. Let's do
1: so monkey <laughs> toe monkey toe sent us a second bottle of dark lord imperial stout and as many of you know this is ranked as the second best beer in the world on beer advocate and i believe on Rape beer too but i'm not positive well, doesn't it go between that and, like, Stone's Russian Imperial? And Probably, yeah. So, last time we had this beer, Greg, what was your uh, thoughts on this beer last time you had it?
0: I'm trying to remember exactly what my thoughts were, but I think it was just that there were other uh, Russian Imperial styles that were we th- felt significantly better. Oh, that looks like coffee. Uh, and significantly... Um, well, just better. I mean, that, that, that had more of, of what we were expecting out of an Imperial Stout. Now, again, we want to say this was sitting, the one that we had, it was sitting in Jeff's fridge for eight
1: months. In my cellar, in my fridge, for about eight months. We saved it till winter wintertime right. to drink it with other Imperial Stouts. And when we weren't impressed with it, we promised if anyone sent us another bottle, we would uh, drink it right away. And this just came in the mail like two weeks ago, after we had recorded our last show. Uh, mm-hmm. Monkey Toe had to go and stand in line during dark Lord day and pick us up some bottles we're hugely appreciative exactly. so thank you monkey toe monkey tail he sent it. us uh another gold star also a bottle of alpha Claws and behemoth barley wine awesome from Monkey am tell you rock Gary. Look at the head rock. on this thing it's like alive it's like big thick that head is darker than most North American beers <laughs> it's like wait, mine's <laughs> like bubbling like it's like like just boiling like chocolate or something the way the huge bubbles are coming I out I do of it.
0: remember, if nothing else, I remember loving the aroma of the Dark Lord. I think that we were like really into the aroma and then the flavor is what got us off. So for the aroma,
2: I'm getting a well, lot Well, I'm getting kind of... I think I'm worthy to drink the, the second best beer sugar, sugary, uh, maybe
0: a, a slight amount of coffee. Well,
1: no, you're worthy. You're, you're worthy enough to be here.
2: I think it's just geography in my favor. <laughs> uh, I'm,
1: I'm getting a little bit of, um, it's not okay, just, but I'm getting this like charred wood type aroma out of it too. And man,
0: I've been, cle- you know, I've had, and I have a cold for like two months. So I've been like, yeah, I can finally be on the show and not have to have my nose stuffed up. And allergies hit me. <laughs>
2: There's a lot of flavor.
1: Yeah, so I just took a sip of this thing.
0: As you might expect, it's dark, by the way. Mm. I'm going to point that out. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's black with black. No p- light comes pouring,
1: it, pouring it, it just had this viscosity of like no other beer. <laughs> I mean, it just poured so thick and smooth. It was almost cream-like.
0: That comes through with the taste, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's certainly cream-like. It pours, I don't want to say syrupy, because syrupy we usually use as a bad thing. This... <laughs> this is thick, I mean it, yep. it is actually thick you oh wait till you get give it another forty five seconds and you'll start getting this roast aftertaste on the sides of your tongue it took that long for it to come out
0: you 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 feel this this, this viscosity when mm-hmm. you drink it, which is different than anything else I've had before, yeah, uh definitely drinking it fresh changes it a lot, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that roast, let me try to to sip here. So what I'm getting is It first comes out sweet Almost like Almost like vanilla ice cream Not so much chocolate ice cream But vanilla ice cream And then you get a little bit of bite From the carbonation, the alcohol the Maybe the hops, something like that A little bit of bite And then you get a different kind of sweet Which I'm not sure how to describe yet I'll take another sip for that one And then, the fourth taste I'm getting Is that roast wood type flavor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it, it it's kind of um mesquite almost. Yeah. It it has uh, a real woody flavor to it with with the with the roast. Yeah, this is this is now a wow beer because this is something that you don't get anywhere else. So this yeah. is I, I'm not going to go on board and say this is oh my god, this is fantastic, the best beer. I've ever I can had. see why, but, but, but I am going to say this is a really unique beer, something that is unlike anything I've ever. And had
1: look at before. the availability of it. You yeah. know, you have to go to the brewery on April 29th to get it. If you don't go, then. You're not going to get it, and
0: you have to drink it really soon after because if or, you don't,
1: I, I should lo- I shouldn't lie. Or you have to have a really cool listener like Monkey Toe. Yeah, <laughs> I think my tongue is paralyzed. <laughs> so what do you think about this? Are you able to pick any flavors out, or is it just like overwhelming
2: for you? The roasted taste is what's overwhelming to me. And uh,
1: how about the thickness, like the viscosity oh, of the thing?
2: Chewy, eat it with a spoon. I, I, I'm not used to sipping that small of amount. I mean, I took a big gulp. That's too much. <laughs> you just take little sips.
0: That's interesting, because to me, this is much more of a gulper than a sipper. I, I feel like if you sip this, you don't kind of get the full expression of it, where if you give it a nice
1: big gulp, you get that whole... Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Take a gulp, swallow it slowly. But I think you need a bigger mouthful to really fill out the flavor on this one. Bigger mouthful. Because I just tried a smaller sip, because I wasn't paying attention to my sip sizes. And when Aaron said he'd take a small sip, I was like, I think I was taking pretty big ones. And I took a small sip, and yeah, it just wasn't as fulfilling.
0: Yeah, I mean, that you really need that, that real viscosity in, in your mouth to really kind of... To bring it around, it's it's interesting because it's it's as much a flavor thing as as a texture thing. It's so thick, the texture is is what sets it apart from a lot of other beers. I the mean, fact you know, that it has texture. <laughs> the fact that it has a texture like that, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, this is a texture that is you can almost find something similar in nitrogenated beers, but this has no nitro in it. This is
1: like, I mean, it has the texture of like melted ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, like thick, thick it, this, whipping this a cream. Or something
0: like a, it, this is this is a milkshake of a beer.
1: Yeah, one big roasty milkshake. That's probably why I said vanilla because it has the same texture as like melted soft vanilla ice cream. If you could and melt,
0: I, if you could have a mesquite milkshake and then melt that, it would probably taste a lot like this.
2: Right. Now I kind of uh you know agree with you, Greg. You know. How do you, you you rated a beer this high? Is it because it's a beer like none other? Because I could probably go in my basement and make a beer like none other, right? It, <laughs> well, I mean, but this is so intense. Is you know is that be, is that what makes it so? On well, the Beer so Advocate site, so in- it
1: has to do with availability too. I mean, like I said, this beer you can buy at the brewery one day. Well, a year.
2: mine's harder to get because no one yeah. in the world's ever had mine. Well,
1: the <laughs> number one beer on Beer Advocate is a beer you have to go to the Abbey in Belgium to get. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. So I mean. If you don't buy it at the Abbey in Belgium, you're getting it on the black market. So, I mean, it's just, I think, availability. More
2: availability and mysterious.
1: Yeah, availability sh- comes into play a lot. Uh, it's the like number, a
2: cult following, like, oh, have you ever heard of Dark Lord? And
1: pretty much. The number one beer is the West Flitter and 12. It's a, it's a quadruple from the, uh, the West Vladern Abbey. In Belgium. We have one yeah. in the cellar. Yeah, and we have one in the cellar. Um, I'm saving it for the birth of my first child. <laughs> but, you know, when we had it, we were like, oh, my God, we're drinking the best beer in the world. This thing should be transcendent, right?
2: It shouldn't be called the best beer. It should be just the number one. Well, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, our, our feeling Most was
0: point. this is a beer that was unobjectionable in every way possible. Well, so there's no way that no one would dislike it. Yeah, it
1: was flawless in just about yeah. every way, too.
0: And so that was why... We felt. That, I mean, it wasn't. The, it, if you had to pick the top five beers we've ever had, maybe that would show up on our list. Maybe not. It's certainly not the number one beer on my list. It's certainly not the number one beer on Jeff's list. However, it was just such a good beer mm-hmm. in every way that everybody who drinks it th- thinks it's great. That makes it. Well, right this doesn't the top. Ma-
2: match that. I mean, this is more.
0: This is more of a wow. This it's is impressive. something I can only
1: have once in a, in a, yeah. in a blue moon, and but the thickness. Is, I mean. Look at this. You
2: swirl it around, it coats your glass. I'm can make it that thick but not be cloudy.
1: Oh, it's so black. I actually, I think it is a bit cloudy, but you can't see into it from front I the You would
2: see the particles floating.
1: Eh, I think they're dissolved. They're just, it's just a, a more viscous liquid. It's a sludge. I have a whole new respect for the Dark Lord. am not saying it's the number two beer in the world, but I can see why people...
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's it's earned our respect uh, considerably this time around. It's definitely won us over. I would recommend it for anybody because, man, it is an experience. And like we say, it's a wow beer, not because it's it's the greatest thing we've ever had, but because, wow, you got to Everyone should try this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it centers around the mouthfeel and...
0: In a sense, maybe
1: it's a lot like uh, Alaskan Smoked Porter. Yeah. Alaskan Smoked Porter is not the greatest
0: porter in the world, but wow, everyone it's should more, try it because, man, that, that, that is so unique.
1: Yeah, this one, I mean, certain flavors on this one really aren't that pronounced compared to other beers. I'm thinking like the Yeti and some other Imperial Stouts that really pull out certain flavors as right. well. This one pulls like those same kind of flavors you can taste in this one, but they're like so background that you, can, you have to go look for them. And uh I wonder if that was from the Woody IPA or if that's from the Dark Lord, but I just did a little you know, burp aroma and it was hoppy. <laughs> There's <was> gravel <laughs> in the bottom of my glass, I think. Oh that's insane. You finishes all right already? It's making my water taste more <laughs> viscous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a uh, that's a unique beer. Okay,
1: well let's move on our next beer on our rack of interesting wow that's beer. thick <laughs> I took a bigger sip a really big sip to finish it thought I was gonna choke on it this is a beer I paid forty dollars for in Japan
0: well four thousand yen which is or 4500 yen which is roughly around 36 dollars 37 dollars I'd say this is Speedway stout this,
1: this is, is a uh,
0: Nick beer Nick this is a coffee stout coffee imperial stout I guess it's uh it was it was quite a beer. That'll taint your Speedway. I don't think it will. <laughs> speedway is still going to overpower it.
1: Look how thin this beer is. This beer can't be any good. <laughs> this beer pours in a big 750 milliliter green bottle with a foil neck wrapper. Now we're going back to regular beers, not porridges. So <laughs> I didn't realize the bottle was green. It's stout and you couldn't tell. So you should be smelling some sweetness. First thing I smelled was hops. The t- hoppy, yeah, hoppy hops, stout.
0: They're, they're, there's hops in there, definitely. I was going to say, I was going to say the tiniest bit of hops, but maybe my nose is. First
1: thing stout. I smelled was like that's a hoppy stout.
0: No, oh, give it a shot. It's very dark. It's again another one of these dark with dark highlights.
1: Oh, that has a nice flavor, and it, it's even following up the Dark Lord Sludge Ball. Yeah, rather nicely. I didn't taste much coffee the first sip, but it comes it's coming in the aftertaste now.
0: There's a lot of molasses in there, a lot of that kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, sugary sweetness, but it's still a little bit of earthiness there. Yeah,
1: it definitely carries some molasses flavor. Like I think like the Blackstrap style from East End Brewing Company, which uses molasses, it has some similar flavor characteristics to this beer. This is from Al Smith Brewing Company in San Diego, California.
0: twelve um, percent alcohol in this one.
1: This is only my second Alesmith beer. Uh, I think Nick sent us uh, Old Boardhead as well, so we tried that. That's their barley wine.
0: The Dark Lord was. Do they have the alcohol in here? Five
1: thousand <laughs> percent.
0: I didn't really notice alcohol, and I mean, I did not notice the flavor. Of alcohol I think it's twelve percent. I think. However, I'm noticing the alcohol in the Speedway Stout. I'm noticing the flavor of it. So. Call that what you will. I think the, the partedness of the Dark Lord took a little bit of uh, of the alcohol out of the flavor. Uh, Sam Crawley uh, sent us an email. He talked about the uh, Yebisu the Hop beer, which we had in Oh, the, we did the can, yeah. We did the can, I think, in the pre-show of our last beer. So, of our last show. So, you can take a look and see how we like that. I like Yebisu the Hop. I think that was...
1: He said he's uh traveling the world and uh just drinking beer all over the place. Told us to uh if we ever are in England to check out the uh the Great British Beer Festival. It's a highlight of his year.
0: He recommends Top Toddy from Eccleshall Brewery and East Street Cream from R C H Brewery.
1: Chris Devlin sent us an email uh, by the name Social Retard, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he enjoyed Show 76, especially because he won the pint glass, because, and Pacific Brew News have inspired him to start his own podcast with his girlfriend as a co-host. He's done a couple of shows in the early stages, has a long way to go. If well, if you
0: listen to our early shows, we had a yeah, long way. We to had go. a very long way to go too. You can check that out at beer-retard.livejournal.com.
1: Since we're talking about other beer podcasts, there's two new two ones that I just, just started listening to as well. Uh, I think there were they were worthy mention to go along with all the other beer podcasts that we, you know we're good friends with. That the first one is whatails com. Two guys Don't know as much about beer as some of the top end podcasts But I think they're still entertaining They're doing a good job They have the right spirit Which is the most important thing Um, I like the conversational style I just find the show entertaining And then there's a show called Beer School Which is made by some professional AV guys out in San Francisco They do This Week in Media Which is kind of a Twit podcast But kind of not Beer School is nice They have the great spirit about beer again their shows are long. <laughs> the two shows I listened to were like a minute short of two hours, and wow. the other one was like two hours and 15 minutes. So, if you got a lot of time. If you want to go to school. Yeah, it, it, they're long. I have nightmares about school, so that, that's that's a bad, <laughs> that's
0: a bad combination. Yeah.
1: So, I, I like both of those podcasts. I've been uh, emailing the guys from Beer School. They had a uh, rant. They, someone sent them, I think the What Ails These guys sent them a beer from Surly Brewing Company. And um, you've heard of Surly. They're out of Minnesota, I think. Um, their uh, whole slogan is, you know, Surly, the anger associated when you can't find a good beer or something like their slogan. So the beer school guys start off by ranting about how that's counter to the crafts beer industry and the, the feeling, and and they think that you know they have this they're promoting this frat boy image and well, getting isn't drunk an arrogant and binge bastard drinking. did the same way? Well, that's kind of what I I posted a comment on their website and uh, I've been sending them emails too, and that was kind of um, what I said. You know, like not, you didn't say you endorse Stone, but how can you call out someone for for being? You know, a troublemaker in the brewing and craft brew industry, and not compare them to Stone, right? Right. Arrogant bastard, fizzy yellow beers for a wussies. You won't like this beer. It's not too expensive. You're too cheap. You know, stuff like that. The reply was that was more self mocking, where this one is promoting. You know, people going out and being aggressive, and and I don't know. I don't I'd never saw Surly the same way. I saw Surly as the same way heavyweight, right? heavyweight is just like describes the beer in one word right and it's big beers and small batches was their slogan so you know i've never had a surly beer the beer school guys are going to send us a bottle a can of uh, surly furious so we can try the same one that they were reviewing on their show cool but um my biggest comment to them was you know they had this big long pre-review rant about the name and the spirit and how they interpreted all this stuff and they reviewed the beer. It wasn't that great. But after the show, what I took away was how much they hated the brewery because of the name, and it's just not right. You know, it should, what should be stuck with the listener is how what the you thought about the beer. Is, right. right,
0: the right. beer is, is more important.
1: Even if you hated the beer, you no, know, another great I mean, beer podcast. To, <laughs> the
0: other thing you can say is like because of how, what we've done and how who we've met, we're kind of a fan of the people. At Anheuser Busch, but we hate their beer. So it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't hate all their beers. Not every
0: single one of their beers. But we hate their flagships. Well,
1: yeah, I think they understand that.
0: I think they expect that. But we really do like the people there. They're yeah, good people. Yeah, people are great, and that's the thing. I mean, once you, when you actually meet people, you find that more, mm-hmm. generally you're going to find things you like
1: about them. It, it, it's rare to really meet somebody and just hate that guy's them. A dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this Speedway Stout. I mean, we haven't given this. I mean, we were just oozing and oozing about the dark lord. Let's try to give some Speedway some recognition. because like it it's just as tasty. Got,
0: it's got a lot of great. It's got just a a lot of you know, bur- it's bursting with lots of flavor. It's got a whole lot of this molasses flavor. It's mm-hmm. got a little bit of chocolate. Some really like some very dark chocolate. It's got a tad bit of coffee just kind of around the outside of your mouth. You yeah. kind of feel that. It's got that alcohol burning a bit on the middle of your tongue. Certainly so hoppy bitterness at the back. It's a really delicious beer.
1: Yeah, it's well-rounded. It's it's great to explore. The molasses is the primary note, but you get some great chocolate, some roast, a little bit of raisin maybe. It, it's it's all in there. Good, good package. What do you think, Aaron? You haven't said much about this beer.
2: <laughs> you guys have used every adjective I know <laughs> <laughs> at this point.
1: We didn't say it was yummy.
2: This is much more drinkable than the Dark Lord.
1: Yes, certainly. It's, um, Dark, Lord's, Dark Lord was good,
2: but it was it was work. Yeah. Like, you know when you go to a, a place and say, let me try something you know, from this area, and, and you have that beer, and and then you say, would you like another one? And you say, no. It's not that you didn't enjoy it, but you just want something else. Like, mm-hmm. That's how I feel. The Dark Lord was, wow, but I want something else. Yeah, I mean, if nice I went form. to a place that had Dark Lord on tap, right. there's I'd no a, way I would order a second glass. My house is in shock. If I'd have a Pilsner right now, it just wouldn't work. So this is a nice... <laughs> Um, come coming off of the yeah. I mean, this gear. this
0: was a great choice to have after the dark lord because it didn't it didn't feel weak right and, right and
2: lippy. I'm very first. I wonder what this tastes like if you didn't just have that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the very first sip tasted a little mellow because I had so much dark lord in my mouth. But now it, it powered through. It completely you know washed the dark lord off, and now I'm tasting just the speedway style. I bet you
2: If you had had this first, your what you'd be talking about would be different. How you'd be describing it might be different. Probably. I, I wanted
1: to. The Dark Lord. Before we got too much on our palates, so we could give it a fair review. Mm-hmm. So it's just a—it's a series of trade-offs, and because of last time, how we, were, we yeah. didn't like the Dark Lord.
0: But the Speedway set is absolutely delicious, It's uh, very good. It's—you know—believe it, it or not, it's going to fight with the Dark Lord for supremacy. So far,
1: you know, if I was picking orders, it'd be a tough one.
2: And well, I, this, I, my second would definitely be a Speedway right now. I mean, if I'd order two at a bar. Uh-huh. Do the speedway.
0: Uh do you want to try to get something else?
2: Yeah.
1: I think uh what we'll do is we'll take we'll pause it, take a bit of intermission, get our pallets clean, and do uh
0: this is a special show, so we're gonna do a couple to, of our beers.
1: Yep. So you mean and
2: finish the rest of that bottle? Oh we will. Okay. That's for the post show.
0: We hardly <laughs>
2: ever pour out any beer here.
0: Alright, intermission time. Not for you guys, but for us.
1: And we're back. Okay, so we are drinking a beer from a new brewery in the market here. The brewery is called Eisenbahn. They are a brewery from Brazil. Well, imported by the Shelton Brothers, so it's most likely a good beer. I bought <laughs> Dad, uh, Dad would unfortunately didn't like. Right? Nope. The um I bought they had six different five different beers, so I bought them all. I've been drinking them. There's two left. This is the Defumada. Defumada, which is their smoked lager.
2: Ooh, okay Smoked lager
1: Aaron has only had one smoked beer Aaron has had Was it the smoked beer from the church That I brought over for you He hated it, whatever it was So oh. so he has a very bad uh, Association With smoked beers So hopefully this one can help change his mind This is going to be more like a Bamberg uh, Rausch beer Okay, It's not going to be like that smoked porter that I gave you
2: Right Maybe it's
0: my allergies, man. i do not really smelling anything right now. There's not much there.
1: The other beers I've had from this brewery have been pretty good. They the, had
0: a, it could be the allergies, plus all the other beers we had in front of it, a huge
1: hoppy beer in these two. smells like, like that whipped beer almost. You know, I probably should have rinsed the glass. I'm smelling spout. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. There we go.
0: Okay. All right. I started to take a little bit of something. Just.
1: Oh yeah, I'm getting just a little bit of smoke malt, like a rous- like you get from a yeah. rous- yeah. beer or yeah. something just a, like
0: that. A, a, a tad bit. It, you swirl your glass a little
1: bit. Give it a swirl, and then take an aroma. Oh, you just swallowed. What? Rusty Wilson wrote-, wrote us an email saying that he doesn't like the sound of swallowing. Oh yeah, he um he's like he might stop listening it's it's a fine line we have to walk on the show we have people who like you know, the organic sounds of us t- smelling and tasting these beers
0: it is a fun line because I get it. I, I get that sometimes hearing, especially if you're in certain circumstances or in different moods, hearing the bodily functions of people just sounds gross. And it's like, let's go back way to the beginning of the show. We started this show because we didn't like hearing burping on another particular podcast. We thought that was really gross, uh, among right. other things. Mm-hmm. And that's so we cut that out whenever, whenever possible, whenever we can. I understand not liking the whole bodily function thing. So, you know, from my perspective, I wouldn't be opposed to maybe,
1: if people like it, maybe kind of turning down the... Well, I mean, that's what I would say is we'll, we'll try to... Now, if I just made a loud sipping noise, then I wasn't paying attention. But we should try to keep it in mind, keep it to a minimum. But I don't think we should edit out every swallow, every sniff, because... That's something that people like on the yeah, show too. Just getting—it's kind
0: of like you're being there. I mean, I, I I see both sides of the spectrum. The burping I can do without. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that to me is gross. feel like farting <laughs> if yeah. you eat a great meal, like if you eat a cold egg pot. It's yeah, like, the mic like in the farting. It's like yeah,
2: cool. oh, that's so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what do you think about this beer? Getting the smoke flavor? Mm-hmm. Too much for you? Yes, it is. Okay.
2: Just not my style. You know? Okay. Ooh, well, yeah. Look at that.
0: I didn't get it at first. I didn't really didn't really taste smoky. You didn't get the flavor at first. I I didn't get the smokiness, and then okay. it comes in later. It, it kind of just it kind of felt um, sort of typical lagerish, sort mm-hmm. of uh, close to Vienna style in that area, maybe Hellas a little bit. Um, Without the sweetness, if you could, I mean, how can you do hell without the sweetness? I don't know, but it kind of tasted hellish like without the sweetness, and then the smoke comes in a little bit later. Uh, I mean, I'm personally a fan of smoked beer, so I like that. I like the the slight um, complexity
1: that uh, that the browning gives to you. But what are you gonna do? Not everybody, not every beer yeah. for everybody. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it. I haven't had an official Bamberg Rauch beer. But, I mean, I've had other traditional, what I think is a traditional smoked beer. And I think this one comes out pretty good. Um, it really redefines, you haven't had the rest of their beers, but this brewery really redefines what you think South American breweries can do. I mean, this has been some good stuff. I have one beer left. It is a, uh, a Weizenbach. And speaking of that, I just thought of something I had in my uh, little list of things I want to talk about. You know, we say Hefe Weizen, or it's a beer. Or we say uh, a Weissenbach. Right. When I was in Germany, and we were talking about wheat beers, I didn't hear a single German pronounce it as a V. Really? It was all W. It's all Weissenbach? It was Hefewe- It was Maybe it was Weizen, with more of a T in there. Heavy Weizen. But it wasn't Weizen, it was Weizen. Wow. Yeah, it, it shocked me that I was pronouncing that wrong. I, f- I thought for sure that... The Germans pronounced their. I always saw my
0: name in German was Greg Weiss, not Greg Weiss.
1: If you listen to the several people I heard say, Weiss, it's Weiss. I wonder if that's more of an
0: anglicization that's happening in Germany. I just think Weiss sounds cool. <laughs> <I> mean, to <laughs> me personally, hefe Weizen sounds a lot cooler than Hefe White. If
1: anyone has any input out there, I know we have a couple of listeners who you know have grown up in Germany that. or whatnot. You know, back to my point, the um, this. Eisenbahn Brewery. Yeah, their beers are, are decent. they um, I gotta
0: say this is very flavorful for a palate cleanser, which is essentially what it is right now. It's, <laughs> it's um you know, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of really nice malt, a lot of hitting you hitting it with a lot of malt then that, 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 that smokiness comes afterwards. And I know Aaron you don't like it, but you know
2: it's okay. Still gonna drink it. <laughs> it's not a repulsive, it's just I don't like the that yeah. style. It's it's I can tell it's a good quality craft beer, but I don't like tuna. Tuna, I'm reminded like tuna. Yeah.
0: of when I told you about the pepper beer that I, that I had in in Japan because that pepper beer was like this incredibly horrible base beer with pepper, ground pepper added to it, and the pepper made it palatable. No, it was totally made it palatable. This is like this is a really good base beer with the smoke at so it. So it it's like a totally different spectrum. But for some reason, I'm reminded of that pepper beer. I don't know why.
1: You know what time it is, Greg? What time is it? It's time for the return of what beer am I? So what beer are you, Jeff? Well, I am an American double IPA. Okay. My brewery was investigated by the Alcohol Board of Control and shut down. Shut down? I am made to commemorate this event.
0: Commemorate being shut down? American IPA?
1: for smoking weed for at the smoking brewery smoking
0: weed at the brewery who could it be I know exactly what you are Let's well see don't if anybody spoil else it
1: does. if you want to enter this week's What Beer Am I send an email to wbai at craftbeerradio.com and uh, guess the brewery and if we draw your name, you win a pint glass from East End Brewing Company, who will be pouring the, the second batch of kvass at the Penn Brew Fest this weekend. Oh, it's coming again. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. They brewed a double batch of kvass this time. More bread than last time, in it? I think you put in like 80 loaves of rye bread or something in this batch
2: of beer.
0: We should point out that this double IPA, <laughs> this particular WBAI, is one of the most bitter beers you'll ever taste. It's bitter.
2: It <laughs> you guys start giggling. You're going to think they did a little bit of that. <laughs> So
1: we're done with our palate cleanser. Mm. The Eisenbahn. Do so you want to try the other Diffumata. one first? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. So this is a beer
0: sent to us by, uh, like we said, our friends at Anheuser-Busch. This is their
1: Brewmaster Private
0: Reserve.
1: 2006. They sent us this around Christmas time. Same time we got the Michelob beers. We drank one of the Michelob beers in a post-show or something. This is a swing top and a huge bottle. Very huge bottle. I've had. I've read mixed reviews about this uh, Brewmaster's Reserve. This is
0: a lager, right? But a strong lager.
1: Yeah. The uh, unfortunately, some marketing guys got a hold of the description because uh, it says something along the lines of they save the thickest part of the batch to make this beer or something, and surprisingly light in color. And it has but
0: not quite as light as a Budweiser.
1: I expected something more bach colored.
0: Yeah, so did I. It's still it is. It, it's a very you know straw color, but it's not quite like quite lightish. There's a it's, little bit of
1: orange yeah. to it. Golden, it's a golden. How many ounces is this bottle? It is one quart, fourteen point five fluid ounces. It's nine point five percent alcohol by volume,
0: and it smells of DMS.
1: I think I still smell Sweet Speedway stout out of my glass. <laughs> I do. I still smell like Dark Lord or something in my glass.
0: Really? Because I, I, mean, I smell kind of a straw uh, strawish, maybe a little biscuity, but also a bit of DMS as well. I'm
1: going to have to rinse the glass after this beer because, honestly, I still smell stout.
0: I think your nose is just impaired.
2: Yeah, I'm still tasting the stout.
0: It's not horrible.
1: I it was colder. Yeah, it probably does need to be a little bit colder. Yeah, it doesn't really have any awful aftertaste to it or anything. What is it? For a 9.5 alcohol beer, the alcohol is not
0: exceptionally present here. And um, it it really does taste kind of smooth. It it has a little bit of a DMSC aftertaste. uh, And it has kind of a...
1: It does have a little bit of the flavor of what an Imperial Pilsner has, too.
0: A little, a tiny bit. It doesn't really have the hoppiness. I mean, Mm
1: -hmm. but... But the the malt of the Imperial Pilsner, that Pilsner malt that is just, you know, it almost has that sweet, it's like, it almost comes across as a cough syrup But when I say cough syrup, you think crazy sweet. Yeah. This is really watered-down cough syrup done in a good way. Can can that make any sense? This
0: doesn't taste watered-down to me. That's the thing. I mean, this does taste kind of thick. it doesn't taste... taste I
1: mean, no, but... but, I mean, the flavor is reminiscent of cough syrup. But it is completely lighter and not as sticky and not as sugary as cough syrup.
0: Okay, I can see where you're coming from. If you you take this flavor and you magnify it about eight times, Mm -hmm. you can probably get into a cough syrup But If you magnify a particular part of it... Um, Again, yeah, it's kind of a a, a a little bit of of a sweetness to it, a little bit of a, of a over over malty sweetness to it. That yeah, you could magnify this a bunch and make it uh, cost syrupy, but this is not it's not horrible. It doesn't have really have a terrible terrible aftertaste. There's a bit of DMS in the aftertaste. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know a bit of that kind of uh, uh, vegetable-y, uh, yeah. It uh, aftertaste. Yeah, shouldn't be there aftertaste. Uh, but other than that, it's it's not terrible. It, it, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it, it's certainly running up. Uh, and I, well, I don't know about you, Aaron, because of that smoked beer. But this is kind of running up at the end, at the lower end of things for the night. But I'm not going to say, "Oh, this is a horrible beer." And never have it because this is right. this this I, I can see you drinking. I can see you having even a whole bottle of this and just kind of being reasonable. I think this will this would go well with, say, chicken and rice. This is something that would. Um,
1: Okay, maybe I misinterpreted how, what they said they do. It says here that uh, holiday tradition started years ago by the Budweiser brewmasters. They collected the first runnings of some batches of beer and then made a special beer out of that. The first runnings are always much, much higher in gravity than than the majority of the runoff from the mash tone. Uh, like when you make a barley wine, you know the very first part is the highest in gravity. You know, the first 10% of the runoff might give you the first 30, you know, 30% of your sugar, something along those lines. So they saved that, say, first 10% and just made a beer out of that. See, That's I'm thinking this a, a,
0: a roast chicken, like a pepper-roasted chicken with some wild rice, this would actually be a really good complement to that sort of meal.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's subtle. I think it would complement some food good, and pepper roast chicken sounds pretty good right now.
0: Whereas like you said, the Dark Lord and the Speedway Stout, they need something really strong. They need something I
1: kind don't of. think you could pair
0: any food with the Dark Lord. No. I I think you could. Like I said, I mean I think you could really like I think I That's was, a reach. I think I was putting out like macro like like huge Dark macaroni Lord? And
2: cheese. You probably still have half of a sip of Dark Lord in your mouth right now. <laughs> Dark Lord was just it was such
1: a meal in itself. I couldn't imagine pairing it with anything. Maybe grits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You know what Yeah You know what Am I paired with Pancakes <laughs> I think SpaghettiOs
0: <laughs> SpaghettiOs with meatballs Since it is an anniversary friends, show I think we, we should order it. some
2: food Before we have the post
1: show <laughs> Since it's an anniversary show I think we should leave it At pancakes Pancakes Okay Pancakes with your dark lord Lots of We syrup. had someone yell at us Because we were drinking a beer And we thought it would go With uh, maple syrup on pancakes Yeah And they yelled at us Well you need beer at breakfast So
2: I think did I tell you about Dave Brown's book, uh, Rolling Rock? Um, his uh, food of choice was was pancakes and maple syrup. Oh, Yeah, yeah. There you go. I've, so, so somebody out there in the you know well published area I mean, hey, mentions a beer that goes I would with take Dark Lord and pour it on the pancakes in <laughs> lieu of the syrup. I was thinking ice cream when we first got. You that. I do, that would be a nice ice. I cream.
0: think you need to do a slight reduction, just a slight reduction. Uh-huh. But you know, just a slight Dark delay. Lord
2: float. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking. Dark you could use life. Dark Lord on top of vanilla ice cream yeah. with, a, with just a slight yeah. reduction
2: to make it a little bit more syrupy. It would work. It certainly would. This is kind of unsatisfying in my opinion. But
1: Yeah, I mean, at 9%, it's one of those beers that's not worth the the, the buzz you're catching off of it, you know? I don't want to shit on mm. it too much. I mean, I just feel like... If I was drinking it and it was 6 or 7%, I'd be a lot happier than, than wasting 9% of my sober... Okay. On right, this beer, you know. right, right, right. Um I, I you know, like we've talked we've talked about, we've high, talked about high, that high before where you know certain beers are okay, but when you're drinking eleven percent beer, you you really need to enjoy that beer. If it's a crappy beer at eleven percent, you, you know, it's just like, man, I invested so Daniels much into that it. beer, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm investing you know, we want to do this anniversary show, we drink a lot of beers. I'm investing a fair amount in drinking this half glass of nine percent Budweiser. Oh, Brewmaster's Private Reserve, two thousand six. Uh, uh, Budweiser.
0: But I mean, if you are going to drink, I mean, if, if the question was this over any uh, over other things that is under the Budweiser label, I mean, this would this would win out. Brewing. Maybe things that over the Michelob label, like I mean. Oh,
1: you mean under the okay, anything that comes under the Budweiser label. Abs- I guess you're right. This is yeah, it is technically Budweiser. Sure, but only two things come under the Budweiser label. Or three: Bud Select, Bud Light, and Natty Budweiser. Light. So, yeah, it's the best thing to come out of a Budweiser don't forget label. Forget about the yeah.
2: Natty Light. That's the bottom of the Bud Light. <laughs> I don't think Naturals from Anheuser Busch. Uh yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's the bottom.
0: But, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 the question was, you know, is this the best thing that uh, Anheuser Busch produces? And no, I'd say probably neighbor Bavarian wheat is the best thing they produce. The middle of Bavarian wheat, but we haven't had that in a while either. So,
1: yeah. By far, by far the best thing.
2: Yeah, that's the best Budweiser
0: I've ever had. I mean, if, if this were Budweiser standard beer, I could see this being nice. something that w- wouldn't. I mean, occasionally I may even you know, the way case law is in 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 uh, in, in Pennsylvania, where I occasionally will buy a case of something and just case case case. If this were Budweiser standard beer and Budweiser. I, would, I could occasionally see myself buying cases This is not horrible This has some off flavors, some off things But there's lots of other beers that have yeah, off yeah, things sure. to it I could see myself drinking this
1: uh, Aaron is right, Natural Light is an anheuser Bush
2: product
0: so, well, Let's give Aaron a credit for being right
2: fortunately I have some history there <laughs> I've had one or two Natties I didn't always have enough money for anything else natties, You guys ready natties. to move on to the next beer? Okay, this is from Lucky Labrador
1: Brewing Company. It's called has a fun name, Super Duper Dog. Super Duper Dog. Lucky yeah, Labrador. I believe it's an IPA. Now you have Scurvy
0: Dog Brewing Company.
1: Right. Named from my record label. And Software Company. <laughs> and software company. <laughs> <laughs> oh that back that's a day, that's back. a pre post show story, I think. Yes, back in the Napster days.
0: Those were good days. So what beer is? It? What kind of beer is this? I think it's hoppy, but I do not know. Yeah, yes, it is hoppy. <laughs> all right, <laughs> this is hoppy. All right.
1: It's called Super Duper Dog. What I else mean, would it be?
0: Well, virtually anything would be hoppy after. Well, I'm not going to say that because the brewmaster, I can actually taste a little bit of the zot hops there, just a tad. But this is hoppy. <laughs> wow! Ooh. Now that smells.
1: Ooh, that's 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 citrusy. Yeah. That's Cascade, <laughs> right there, man. That's well done, Cascade. This is a beer courtesy of Gary Frank. Thank you very much, Gary. Can't Gary. wait to see it at the Great American Beer Festival.
2: That is nice smelling beer. Pure Cascade, man. Oh, that's, why, that's that paleo I made. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's Chinook and, and I think it's
0: Chinook Cascade. I wouldn't be surprised if, this is, if it doesn't a hops here, but Cascade is what's coming through on the aroma.
1: Yeah, the flavor doesn't quite quite taste pure Cascade. The aroma does, but the flavor... Maybe some Centennial. Yeah, I am thinking Centennial, too. Um, oh, I like that. You know, I'm thinking like maybe something like a Zeus, but, but just a pinch.
0: This is one of those hoppy beers where the hops really congregate in the back of your tongue. There's a lot of that kind of bitterness. doesn't go over the, the... It's not like over the surface of your tongue like the woody organic is. It's really over the back of your tongue that, that all the hops are congregating.
1: Mine's sitting... Middle middle front, it's like there's like a little speed bump right there. Like, Your kind of like tongue stopping. is messed up, dude. It is, you know. But this one, even though it has a nice color from malt, it's an orange. It, it's a lot less malty than the Woody was. This one is a more hop forward West Coast IPA, I would say. With less of that malt character yeah, this to it. Is, this is. There's some there to balance it out, but this one has a lot this more is hitting clean me this hop flavor. Big hop.
0: We're going to hop
1: you out here. Super duper dog from nice Lucky Labrador Brewing Company.
0: I was just looking at all these beers that we had. We have a lot of beers
1: that it's going to be rough to, to. 100 plus IBUs. Dry hop it. with two pounds per barrel. Nice. Two. It is going to be
2: rough to rank these because.
1: <laughs> two pounds. For every
2: thirty-two gallons. Well, now, are you going to rank it based on the style, or based on your? Well, in a show
1: like this, we rank it upon perception, enjoyability. Because
2: enjoyability is and my equality. biggest thing, but that's yeah. not necessarily like rock beer is not going to be high, but that's not fair to the rock beer, <laughs> you know, people.
0: Well, I don't think, unfortunately, the Rock Beer is going to be high on my ranking just because it doesn't stand up to the other beers. It, the
2: it's Atari. a pellet cleanser tonight. Yeah, You know, there's not many uh, nights a smoked beer is going to be a pellet cleanser. For a good hot beer, you want to go have a smoked beer. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've had like... You're, you're of, excused. Okay, you I've, had, you're I've, excuse. had, I've had Dark Lord. We've had Big Hop, Super Hop, Speedway. Super Duper Dog. Brewmaster special. Well, should I go? Because I mean, are we done?
1: I think so. Is it, Well, are we having more? I got more beer in the fridge. Are we done? We can be done. We, got a we haven't of, finished the beer on the table. Yeah, by we the way. got some. We got some beers here I to
0: mean, finish. I've got like my bladder is going. Like, run to the bathroom right now. So,
2: it's <laughs> can we order some food? Like some chili dogs. <laughs> I got some oh, pizza man, upstairs. Be so good. I, I have. Uh, I, I do have. Uh, what, what's the the chili guy? Bushes
1: i got some buffalo Bushes, pizza some upstairs. some Bush's chili
2: and some, some hot dogs. We can make some chili dogs. Oh. Oof, oof. That sounds good. I could go some here in a minute. <laughs> All right. I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All
0: right. So let me.
1: Well, how many beers did we do tonight? I don't even know. <laughs> One, two,
0: three, four, five, we start
1: six. We with a flying dog. Plus
0: the, plus the flying dog. Uh, so let's keep the flying dog out of this just to make things easier on us. Um,
1: well, no, I like the whip beer. No, I
0: mean, no, the. the, no, the, the that we did that's the pre-show. Yeah, the Hellerhound were... Yeah. I, I don't remember what okay, that tastes like. so let me uh, start the Super deeper. Oh, so it's seven. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. My number one is, yeah, the Dark Lord, because that's unique, and that's something that I've never really tasted before, even the
1: last time we had the Dark Lord.
0: Never had anything like that before
1: Must be the silver wax Tastes better than the golden wax That's probably
0: part of it uh, Number two Speedway Stout Speedway Stout is great Awesome And it, it, it held up to the Dark Lord Which deserves a lot of praise for being able to Hold up against a beer like that What about this one? That's that's in there. It's that's, in the right place. <laughs> I I mean I just think well we'll keep going. Uh, the number three, surprisingly to me, I think because of the the way it stuck on your tongue, was the Woody Organic IPA. It grew on you. Huh? I just kept wanting to drink more of it. I just kept wanting to drink more of it. I I, I like that um, that I've I really grown into that kind of sharpness that is is uh, prevalent among that Amarillo hop or the. Uh, what was the other one, the Nugget. So yeah. it's, it's the same kind of way. I, I really do like that. Greg um, likes the cat pee. Believe it or not. <laughs> then there's the uh, Woody Creek White, the Belgian Whitt Beer, and I'm going to always go for a wit Beer whenever That's good. I see it. I mean, Whitt Beers are great, so Flying Dog wins a lot of props for that. It's just, does it just doesn't hold up to the other ones. Eh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say it's a wit Beer, so it can't really hold up to that kind of dark lore and stuff. But I would then go for the Eisenbach. I mean, I really did like it. I thought it was just a straightforward, nice beer really enjoyable. I like the smokiness. Uh, my next two were kind of close because I did feel that the Super Duper Dog was just kind of straightforward hoppy without being much else. So I felt like that was just... I mean, I like hoppiness, but I kind of want a little bit more extravagance to my beer. So like, okay, Lucky Labrador, Super Duper Dog, yeah, you're good, but you're not going to be bragging with the highest ones. And the same thing goes for the Brewmasters Reserve. Okay, I can see myself drinking you, which is a lot more than I can say for any other beer that has Budweiser on the label. But it's not going to rank up against these other beers. It's just not. So it goes at the end.
1: Jeff? Okay, so it's a tough call between one and two. The uh, the Dark Lord was amazingly unique, and the Speedway was amazingly delicious. Right. I think I'm going to have to put the Speedway first. Okay. I th- just just buy a hair. The Dark Lord, yes, I'll drink it once a year if I'm lucky enough to get some. Once every five years if I'm Monkey lucky enough to get some. Or what's his name? Monkey Toe. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm uh, lucky enough to get it once every five years, I will drink it and enjoy it. But just overall, while it was amazing and unique, it was work getting through that beer. And while we oozed and oozed about how unique it was. Speedway Stout was a knockdown, down drag-out, damn good beer. Right. So I'm going to put Speedway number one, Dark Lord number two. Just barely number two. I'm going to make the Flying Dog whip Beer number three. And hey,
0: Flying Dog gets to feel really good about being number three against Speedway Stout and Dark Lord. Yeah.
1: It, 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 I like Whip Beers. That one was a good one. I'll put it right up there. Uh, I'm going to put... The Woody, slightly ahead of the Super Duper Dog from Lucky Labrador, uh, because it was a more unique hop flavor. But the Lucky Labrador had a great hop flavor. I'm enjoying that beer right now. I'm going to put the Smoked Lager from Eisenbahn, the uh, Brazilian brewery, one, two, three, four, five, six. And I'm going to round up the pack with the uh, Brewmaster's Private Reserve, because it wasn't really as special as I thought it would be.
2: Didn't really hit you, Aaron? well my opinion is hardly going to be recognized as as expert okay but i will agree with the other two gentlemen that the brewmasters is last i think that's one thing we can all agree on i will uh side with jeff i think the number one beer both from an you know you know i do like to enjoy beer but i i also can appreciate beer um for what it's supposed to be the speedway stout i think had both it was very enjoyable I don't love the style, but it was very, very good. It was very complex. You know, when I see the Dark Lord, I see a beer that is so complex. It I almost miss the enjoyment part because I can't hardly enjoy it because it's so complex. I can't stop. Think, uh, like you said, it, it's work. It is very, you know, too much work to get it down. So that's not even to get second place in my book. Uh, I will, however. Go with the Woody's Organic IPA. I thought that was the most enjoyable beer out of everyone I had tonight. Never had an organic beer, but I think Spade Waste Out was the best beer I had tonight. I think Woody's Organic was the most enjoyable beer I had tonight. Interesting. I will follow that up with the the Woody Creek. Um, again, it's not a beer I love the style, but I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed it, and I would have another one. I'm going to call the Dark Lord 4th. I know I have to give it props. It's number two in the world. Great. It's hard to get. I understand that. It is just so complex it couldn't get higher than that. But I do appreciate all of the the, the complexity of it. That can't be easy to make. No. I'm not minimizing that at all. Um, I might be a little higher in the Super Duper Dog. Right now I've been drinking IPAs like they're going out of style. And Super Duper Dog is is basically the style I've been enjoying. Uh, I could list three or four different brews I've been drinking lately. In that us what you've been drinking—that's fine. Well, I've had—you uh, uh, you guys mentioned the, the Smooth Hopperator from Stouts, from Stouts, uh, the Southern Tier IPA, oh, uh, yeah. which I love. Uh, I've had the Ruination. I've had the Lagunitas. I could go on and on. Uh, so that's the style my taste buds right now are wanting. So that—that's the most familiar to me. That's right, probably why I, I'm I'm rating it higher than the other two. And I will go uh the the rock beer uh second to last, just because I really didn't like the Brewmaster private reserve. No offense. I, I hope none's taken.
1: No. I mean it's it's what it is, you know, it's not it's not standing up to any of these beers. Uh sure, it, it beats the shit out of
2: Budweiser. Yeah, sure. sure. But compared, I could beer. I could appreciate the rock beer even though I don't really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's there's nothing wrong with it. There was nothing offensive about it. There was actually some offensive smell to the to the private reserve. There was some some things I didn't like that, that didn't seem right. So right. that's my list. I mean, being a nine percent beer, I was surprised at how little I could taste in it. Yeah,
1: being yeah. it was on you know my palate was destroyed. Sure, sure. But a nine percent beer, you should be able to taste. Mm-hmm. And um, how little I could taste on that beer—it's just certainly. Greg, Greg had to run to the restroom, so I want to hang on this conversation. Talking about the uh, why does
2: alcohol to be such a diuretic? Greg is now wearing mud flaps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are uh, talking about the Brewmaster's Private Reserve, okay? And I was saying that what was I saying? I was saying that I wasn't able to taste much of it for eight and a half percent. And that really is a detractor when you're drinking a beer that's nine point whatever percent. It should be able to cut through whatever was on my palate, no matter how wrecked my palate was. And it was really hard to get well, to the it's, flavor. it's
0: Budweiser? I know, I plus. know. I mean, that's all it really is. That's
1: so, why. That's why I'm upset that I'm wasting more than six percent alcohol on it because of what it gave me. It, it doesn't deserve to be more than six percent alcohol.
0: I, I mean, that's up to you. Like I said, I mean, I can see myself actually drinking a couple of these, and I would probably prefer it if it were less than nine percent, like a six percent. Like I said, would probably be better for a beer like that. With that kind of With, with the flavor it has
1: mm-hmm. But I'm not going to You know Crap on them Just because I'm not crapping on them Because they're in the bush Like I said I I've, We've done it before Not too long on the show I don't remember which beer it was I was upset That I wasted my sobriety On a crappy beer Because it was so strong When they could have made it Five points cheaper You know Less than alcohol And this is the same one This one could be Three points lower And it would be the same beer yeah, Pretty that's much. true. It's true. So
0: Didn't really taste the alcohol in it, though. So there yeah. is that. Uh, as some people do like when, when alcohol is hidden. I actually kind of like the flavor of the, the alcohol, as mm-hmm. long as it's not overpowering. But um, this was hidden alcohol for that 9%. So, I don't know. It's up to you. I I wouldn't say uh, that it's, it's a terrible beer. I would say everyone should try it. Just, you know.
1: That bottle's probably not cheap. I don't know if I'd recommend it for... A twenty dollar bottle or something like if it, that. $25. If it's that
0: much, it's not worth it. If it's if you can see it somewhere for eight or nine bucks, yeah, yeah you know. but it's it's a huge bottle. It's, it's a huge bottle for eight or nine bucks. I mean,
1: yeah, okay. it, it'll be like twenty or more, and it's not worth it at that price.
2: No. By the way, I do I have to give out a shout out to my friend Dave, who uh, who gives me all of the natty intel I have. Uh, it's not mine. He, it comes from him. So, oh, sure. Uh, I have a lot of Natty sure. knowledge. I can tell you the price of Natty now and, and in 1997 dollars. And, and I can tell you a lot of history of Natty, but it's all from Dave. So. Natty being natural light. I, I really can't take any of that. Nasty. Nasty light.
0: Uh, okay, so that's episode 77 of Craft Beer Radio. Two years
1: down? Starting the third year, only eight years to go. So <laughs> <laughs> how many? You eight know, no. We're starting the uh, we're starting the season where we
2: delve into the others now, right? That's right. Well, the zombie we're, we're season. Gonna get, we're going to be touching Lost, aren't we? Season seven. That's why I'm here. I've never missed an episode of Lost. Season seven will be the
0: zombie season. Se- the seventh yes. year of, of Crappy Radio will be <laughs> brains,
1: brains. Speaking of which, I just watched uh, 20, 28 weeks later the other
2: day.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I was
2: disappointed in that one. You know know, know how I feel about Sunshine. Do you know there's only 48 episodes of Lost left? Yep. Isn't that insane? Why? That's not that many. I I remember a seven year plan, and now it's six years, and there's there's only two episodes of Sopranos left. Well, yeah, but I've never, really? been, I've never two watched episodes? The Sopranos. Wow, so.
1: they need to do a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot the last two or three. Actually, know what? I haven't seen the what last three episodes. you are you talking episodes. about? It's been uh, You know what? I've, I've missed the last three. I haven't watched okay. the last three yet. I'm okay. three episodes behind. So the three I've seen previous to that... Oh, I've been like... Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'll, I'll be going to China you know, in July. Okay, post-show <laughs> time. Let's let's run hour 21. We need to go into <laughs> the post-show. You guys get a lot of reps. <laughs> We've had a lot of alcohol. Today. So join us for the post-show,
0: and uh, we'll talk about other crap. Bye.
1: That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com. And feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was "Out of Towners" from the band Saint Dragon, and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information.